You're listening to Podhaven. some grim news friends oh no oh no yeah uh, an old an old recurring problem has come home to roost i feel like all of our problems are recurring they've they do recur a lot mostly because we tend to avoid addressing them in any real tangible way i mean that is the easiest solution though it's the easiest way to respond to it. I don't know that yeah. I would call it a solution, now, but certainly is... when I get uh, messages like this. This is bad, because I also had a recurring problem that I was going to bring to the fore here. So this going to be an episode of recurring problems? Do you have a There's... recurring problem, Martin? Um, uh, I wait till you tell yours and I'll see if I can think yeah, of th- this is this is the recurring <laughs> problem special. Alright. Uh, do you, do you want to mention your recurring problem... The warlord's dying. Oh. Oh. He got hurt in the war. I mean, that's inevitable, I guess. He has a warlord. Yeah. Know, I mean, if, you, if you're going to be the lord of it, war's going to happen at you. And it's notoriously dangerous. So he wants yeah. he wants us, his closest confidants, to uh, take him back to his village. His peaceful village that denounced war, but he left because he wished to become a warlord. So that's something that we're going to have to deal with at some point before he dies? Yeah. Now, remind me, is he no longer trapped in live Jasmine? Yeah, he escaped. Yeah, no, he, he escaped he for escaped. some reason. That's right, yeah. Uh, and more's the pity, because now apparently he's been uh, injured in war and we've got to take him to the... Uh, yeah. His village... The, the is ironic a, village. He, he said that his village is just off the M5. The, this isn't coming at the best time the warlord was well the, well the warlord was quite helpful is the thing well yeah it was always in good our, to have that to fall back on when we in our, in our times of need yeah. numerous as they were yeah but exactly but now, now he's been uh, hurt in the war he's been injured by war yeah. which is not... it will happen yeah um... it will it will happen which is sort of the the point i'm building to here is um do you rem- do you all remember Gundam Tanaka from Danganronpa 2? I yeah. do. I do. I remember fondly even. He's still real upset that we didn't finish telling everyone about the war on the moon because we didn't get to the bit where he was in it. Yeah, he stabbed me. Like multiple yeah. He stabbed you a lot with with guns, which yeah. was weird. I don't weird know why choice. he thought that, that would be a good way to encourage us to finish it. In hindsight. Yeah. He, he, really, he really just sort of made a botherance of himself and sort of... Yes, he, as he's wont to do, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, he's only served to compound the problem, which has uh, come to a head currently, because I, I received this uh, communication from him. Uh, it, it was nailed to the back of a sparrow. Was the sparrow okay? Uh, in a sense... To a certain, to get to a given value of okay. Yeah, in the same way that I am. Have you got a nail in you? I'd rather not talk about it. Okay. But uh, the mes- the message just says, "You didn't tell the people of my deeds in the first war on the moon." Oh. 
they shall keenly remember my actions in the second. Is that a threat? So Gundam Tanaka from Danganronpa 2 has declared a second war on the moon on us. But we're not on the moon, so can it be a war on the moon? That That's kind of the thing. I'm sort of wondering if he's just sort of expecting us to... Like, like, is this a threat or a challenge, I guess, is how I'm looking at this. Like, because it's sort of contingent on us going to the moon. Yeah. Or is he going to bring them into us, Majora's Mask style? That would be... Maybe. A, that's not really a war on the moon, though. That's more like... Yeah. Yeah, that that's more of a moon... Moon... Damage on the earth. That's not a war so not, much as it is yeah. a natural disaster. It's yeah. also sort of... It's kind of... The guy breeds hamsters. Like, this this sort of isn't within his remit at all. I really don't know how we would... Execute... Well, to be honest, I don't know how he would execute just a, a war on the moon. Are we sure that he's... it's not David Kaja in disguise again? Because he's done that if it, before. If it was David Kaja, he wouldn't be able to keep it to himself because he's oh, yeah. always constantly got to brag about how fucking clever he is yeah. with all of his moon wars that he does. Yeah, yeah I was he... going to say, I thought we were keeping tabs on David Kaja these days, and it's only because it's really easy to do. I sort of fade in and out of believing that he's been killed in some incident because he usually has been. I just can't keep track of all the times that he's come back. Well, yeah, but I mean, he does just ascend to the, to the astral realm and then reconstitute his body over a course of several months anyway, so... As you would. Yeah. Yeah. Making Fahrenheit will do that to you. But... <laughs> Everyone's talking about Detroit recently because it was free on PSN. Yeah. Sorry to break caving. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Everyone's talking about it like, oh, what's a more interesting game than FIFA in 2019? Like, oh, is it though? <laughs> I mean, it's it's certainly more interesting. I mean, to, 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 things to a given things value, can be interesting, interesting for many reasons. <laughs> I feel it's true. I don't feel like I have anything to say about FIFA. I feel like I have a lot to say about Detroit, but no yeah, one wants to hear it. Yeah, that's the thing. We could have a conversation about <laughs> Detroit. None of it will be pleasant. I feel nothing when I look at FIFA. Yeah, I, I, I could not be more ambivalent about a game. Yeah, apart from the but what of the moon? Fuck that. Anyway, sorry. Fuck that indeed. Yeah. Fuck, fuck that straight into the ocean where it can drown. But the moon is, you know, talking of the ocean. You know, there's a sort of tenuous connection there with the tides and whatnot. Yeah, we'll make it. So it counts as a segue. We'll fix it. Daniel of the Deeps hanging out there, so. Yeah. Brynjol. That's, that's Brynjol, the Daniel of the Deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh is he hanging out there, or is he just... Is he still sort of asleep next to you? No, he, Has he actually and, gotten up and moved? Him and General Grievous got up and left eventually. Ah, okay. So, you know, we've locked that in. Yeah. yeah they... For those of you who were listening, wondering what had happened to General Grievous, he's moved on, as has Brian Yol, the Daniel of the Deep. That's yeah. good to know. Uh, uh, yeah, so that, that this presents new issues, because usually we would have... Uh, we would have talked to the warlord about a war? Yeah, yeah I mean, he's a lord of war. Yeah. Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, he wants he wants us to take him back to his uh his peaceful village. Uh the village of the weird people as it's known, which is just off the M5 near Gloucester. Well, we might we might actually have a minute to do that because I'm slightly dubious as to whether or not Gundam Tanaka from Danganronpa 2 can get this second war on the moon off the ground. Yeah, I mean, as, he, long, as long as there's no interruption with that, I think we should be able to pull he, it off. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't seem to have recruited any actual troops as of yet. It seems to be purely in the ideas stage. Might actually be stopped before it even starts, because I hear he's actually being sued by the cast of Soul Eater. <laughs> uh, oh. Because they actually had a War on the Moon arc in the manga, apparently. So they, they're trying to claim that they've... Well, they're, they're, they're saying that it's... Uh, libel that he's saying that this is the second war on the moon when in actuality it would be at least the third because we never said that the the war on the moon was the first war on the moon so like we we kind of skirted that which is fortunate because i didn't know about this information at the time because i've just come to accept that i'm never going to get around to reading the soul eater manga which is a shame because apparently one of the primary antagonists created a portable purple clown (laughs) <laughs> and I just really need to know what the fuck is going on with that entire sentence. Well, this is what fan wikis are for. Excalibur yeah. from the United Excalibur. Kingdom, and he's looking. He's for actually her. the one. He's the one who delivered the uh, lawsuit. He's the one who uh, sort of made me aware of it. Ah. Uh, he mostly just hurled abuse at me. Yeah, that is that is uh, what he uh, does. between explanations. But I can't really be angry at him because of it because he's he's a little snoop boy. He is a little snoop yeah, boy. Yeah, he's adorable. He's looking for her, and he's going to California, as his song goes. He's going to California, because that's where the court hearing is apparently taking place. Yeah, the her that he's looking for is the judge. Yeah. Um, this has gone off the rails. That's what it was... Well, it's all gone entirely off the rails, and it's gone off... But the good news is it's maybe going off the rails for Gundam Tanaka from Danganronpa 2 as well. Yeah, so well, really, we've, we've got to take what we can get. I mean, so really, at this point, at this point, the only way that he would have any hope of actually waging a legitimate war on the moon against us is if he enlisted the help of some sort of immortal god being. And I find it very difficult to believe that we would have created any of those recently. Yeah. yeah we Maybe definitely... we should introduce ourselves at some point. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I probably should do the show. Hello and welcome to the Indie Haven Podcast with me, your host, Teller Cunningham. I'm joined by... I'm Josh Rivers. Josh Rivers. Rivers. <laughs> oh, I thought I was... And also... Martin Bryson. Martin Bryson. Ah. <laughs> you, 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 uh, oh, you know what you're doing. Completely throwing me off my groove. <laughs> So it's almost Groovy. worse watching it happen to someone else immediately after. Because <laughs> at, at that point, you you know, you know, you just know. Really channeling your Justin McElroy that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so E3 happened. Yeah. E3 did, yeah. E3 happened while we weren't the, looking. As inevitable as the heat death of the universe. Yeah. Uh, uh, <sighs> uh I think I think the big thing that mm-hmm. I'm taking away from E3, yeah, is that 
games companies are fucking idiots. Yeah. That seems fair. Certain, certainly seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, how how did CD Projekt manage to lose all of their Keanu goodwill within two fucking minutes? In the minutes? blink of an eye. Yeah. Just, it's amazing. It almost is a skill. It's impressive. Like They have just been piling bad decision on top of bad decision for a while now. And just, yeah, and then they had they, they had one good decision, and yet, Keanu and yet, they squandered it. Everyone's favorite Everybody beard Everybody look at Keanu Reeves. <laughs> we hope you forget about all of the shitty things we did. Oh. Anyway, I like poor the Keanu, Keanu song. I feel like we should record that. Poor fucking thing. Keanu. I mean, we, we, we did record it. Yeah. I saw Keanu happening on that stage, and the, 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 the only thought coursing through my mind at that point was, how dare you? How dare you drag Keanu into this? Because <laughs> he, I knew. Things. Yeah, he's like, oh, video games are cool. This looks like a cool thing. Yeah. I'll do this. That'll be fun. And he just dragged into the middle of it. Too good for this sinful industry. Honestly, the best thing to come out of E3 is that picture of the tiny, tiny Keanu Reeves. Tiny Keanu Keanu is real good. (sighs) That a company could mar Keanu Reeves is an indictment of humanity. Honestly, I don't think they've managed to properly mar Keanu Reeves at this point. He's... Yeah, I, I think people are willing to understand in Keanu's case that he's not responsible. Yeah, Keanu's not. Re- he's just excited to be involved in a, in a thing that, in fairness, looks cool for the most part, apart not, from the yeah. various things about it that don't. Yeah, I mean, but if you're not really plugged into game drama, like, there's no reason to know that just offhand, you know. Yeah, no. yeah. The um. So the big thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big thing that came out was that poster, mm-hmm. which uh, yeah. the thing about the poster that got me the very most was the fact that it was it wasn't a reveal or anything. It was just in the background in a screenshot on the fucking DirectX website of all places. Yeah, that, that picture was on the DirectX official website. And I want to take a moment to appreciate it. (laughs) Because no matter what you say, it's still the truth. And it's it's a truth that I'm going to think about for the rest of my life. It's it's a true event that happened and can now never unhappen. Yeah. Yeah. And I I found out about it because it came out from like the corner of Twitter that I usually hang out on. Yeah. So I found out about it way before it ended up being trending news. Yeah. Uh and boy did I not think it was real at first. <laughs> <laughs> Does somebody want to explain it in case people don't know what this poster was? So <sighs> there the the poster 
was was for some sort of beverage or something and the uh the the image was of a a woman drinking the beverage with a big old dongus like like an incredibly large dongus comically large dongus yeah like and the tag the, the tagline was something like mix it up a bit for it yeah 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 it was ooh uh and then the uh the designer of it yeah who also happens to be the like lead art person on Gwent and the Witcher Chronicle things whatever they are the things that lit- literally no one has played from my yeah. understanding I do uh, want to bring up at this point that before this came out I saw a lot of people trying to second guess the intent of this image yeah I don't Which know is, why because yeah, they're not like I've seen, I saw it from people who I mean like there's certain people who are always going to do that but like even from people who wouldn't normally give the benefit of the doubt, and the ultimate conclusion they came to is that they weren't prepared to give the benefit of the doubt anyway. There just seems to be this sort of something compels us to kind of, and I do get it, but because I do this, to, I second guess myself in the same way. But we sort of want to not commit to saying this is a bad thing for yeah. for bad reasons, probably. Yeah, like we yeah. we have to add the well, caveat, even though like. Does does it really matter at that point? It's something yeah. we brought up before, that tendency to uh, be forgiving, or maybe not forgiving, but like magnanimous towards something until you know more about it. You know, that, that kind of comfort in the idea that it's probably not done uh, intentionally, uh, or there's something... Sorry. Oh, you okay? <laughs> yeah, my cat tried to turn around on my lap, got his legs caught in my headphone cable. Oh no. Oh no. And uh, I had oh, to deal thing. with that. And now he's just gone back to sleep on my lap, turned the other direction. Completely really oblivious. <laughs> yeah, he's he's been recently. He's been going to sleep on his letter tray, and I don't know how to stop this from happening. Uh, it's real gross, but I think it's just because it's cool on the stones. Yeah, and mm-hmm. also he knows it annoys me, so I think he does it deliberately when he wants a to annoy me. A spiteful boy. Yeah, it's a power move. Yeah. He wants you to remember that. Oh, you know, he for sure yeah. is a spiteful boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what? What I was going to say? Yes, sorry. Um, was that there was an article that came out? I don't remember where it was from, and I'm not going to look it up right this second. But an article came out. Uh, where the lead character designer, who also did Gwent and that Witcher thing that no one played, tried to justify it. <sighs> Didn't apologise or anything. Just tried to justify it as there's bad corporations and in this world, they're yeah. exploiting trans people too. And this is why I wanted to preface it with the fact that people were second-guessing themselves or like not wanting to to commit to saying that this was definitely a bad thing, because this is why you don't do that. Kazoo didn't see this coming, really. Yeah. It would be something which I'd be more inclined to be forgiving. Again, that's that word again, I'm not sure it's the right word, but it's the only one that seems appropriate to be forgiving and in the initial stages, if it were any other company. Yeah, like but with CDPR with yeah, being, what it is. being who they are, yeah, and the company 
being what they are and what they're this not being their first offense in this area exactly yeah yeah. benefit of the doubt is really going to be difficult to justify for them sorry i didn't mean to cut you off again no it's fine when it comes to cd project i don't trust them an inch with Mm. transphobia Mm -mm. because like i they did they took a very long time to fire that guy yes they did yeah uh and they only did it when it seemed like it was going to affect their bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> and the, that's the thing is, even if they're technically independent, they're big enough that they don't really act like it, mm-hmm. especially recently. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, one of those things where I think the independent label kind of fails a little bit. Yeah. Because they have the scale of a AAA company. They have the resources of one. They just don't operate the same way. Yeah. Ultimately, their 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 priority on their bottom line, their their focus on uh, on on pushing out expensive, overproduced product at the cost of their employees' well being. I mean, that's very in, in in keeping with the AAA work standard, and that that's what they mm. do. Yeah, I I just I they're a company. They're a company. Yeah. Yeah. They're a company. <laughs> and really, they. That's, when it comes yeah. down to it, that's basically all it needs to be said. But I, I just, I don't think that defense holds up in the context of the company, for one thing. Yeah. And also within the context of the thing itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe it could be seen that way if there was more context for it outside of just the image. Yeah. But. Yeah. People people have to know this context to get that, for one thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's bad. And for another thing... It is a thing that happens in real life already. Yeah, it, it, it's a case of that's not funny, that really happens. Like, this it, is... Yeah, yeah, like, they're saying, like, oh, what if in the future trans people's bodies were also treated like this? Yeah, imagine that. What a world that imagine would be. Imagine fucking that. That's that's the big thing. I mean, can we also that's talk? The... Yeah, can we also talk about the fact that, as far as we know, this is the only meaningful trans representation there is in the game up to this point that yeah, we were anyone yeah, yeah, was aware yeah. of. Like, this mm-hmm. is not a world where they're exploring the nuanced world of exploitation and then sexual objectification. This is someone's attempt at being edgy and clever, with no further context or respect for its subject. Yeah. It's just, it just, I hate it when they try and bring out these, these sorts of explanations that would make sense to people who don't have to experience this shit all the time, just Mm -hmm. because it's not quite as much in the mainstream view, trans people getting sexualized in that way. Uh doesn't mean it doesn't happen but because it's a much less mainstream occurrence they they're getting away with just saying oh what if in future it was like this well what they seem to imply maybe unintentionally uh not that that's an excuse at all is that the shocking part of this isn't supposed to be what if trans people were exploited it's what if the exploitation of trans people was normalized and made it public instead of secret and dark, like the like we like we'd prefer it to be? 
which is completely flying way over the top of the point, so high that it's baffling. It's not good, is the thing about it. No, is what it, it no, is. There's, there's no, there's no version of it that's good, and they should just have apologised. Like you can argue the, you can argue the intent mm-hmm. as much as you want. Like you can be like, oh no, it, it's it's supposed to shock people. It's supposed to shock people. The, the thing that I, I mean, it, it did. It did, yeah. It fucking congratulations. You achieved your Hope goal. Hope it was everything you dreamed of. Congratulations, <laughs> you've done it. Yeah. Was there any other big indie game news at E3, really? I would not know. I, d- I don't uh, really I, engage with I E3 di- anymore. I didn't, I didn't see much about anything to do with indie stuff, really, this time. I mm. know Devolver did another one of their wacky presentation. Their ongoing presentation. And like that's the, the fact that they can keep doing them. A lot of people say they're surprised that Devolver can keep like putting those out and have them not become terrible. But like how long have the rest of us already been making fun of E3? Yeah. And if we're still enjoying cuz that's what they're doing. I mean I I I, I guess I sort of yeah, I, I, I like that they're creative and interesting, I suppose, but it is just marketing, and that's all E3 is. It's just some got smart, someone got smart with the marketing this time. It's, it's not much more to it than that, really. Smart kidding. Yeah, well... Oh, hmm. God, there's someone who genuinely calls it that without oh, a man. hint of irony, isn't oh, there? Oh, I'd be surprised if yeah. it's not on their Twitter oh. bio. There's, oh, we've, prob- we've probably had an email... <laughs> <laughs> with with that word in it, haven't we? Mm, most oh, probably at some point. Yeah, let me oh, keep an eye no. on them recently and see oh, who comes up. Holy fuck! <laughs> oh jeez! Oh fuck! Oh no! Oh beans! Oh, oh beans! Oh beans! Oh heckin' oh. beans! Oh Christ! <laughs> oh Christopher Columbus! Something about Christ there. After all that, just made it sound way more punchy than it usually does. Yeah, I really it appreciate really that. Some oomph. The impact of Christ. <laughs> Sounds like a documentary, a bit, a bit Babel history. Yeah, yeah, probably does. <laughs> I don't know. I've been. Uh, they're all over Netflix, <laughs> and occasionally they'll just play on when I'm not paying attention, and you get these really big, deep, booming voices talking very seriously about yeah. all these rather silly things, uh, flow theories floating around about what. Jesus's favoured hand soap was. Where's, where's his socks now? Yeah, the sacred socks. Where's his sacred crusty cum socks? <laughs> well, they had to go somewhere. That's all I'm I feel yeah. like I feel like we've we've lost the plot. Crusty yeah, cum socks are basically a form of fossilization in themselves. So I mean, I suppose so. Yeah, if the if the sock is kept in a cold, dry place away from sun, direct sunlight, you know. It could. It's like Cocoa Pops. Yeah, Master just, just exactly like Cocoa Pops. You're right. The fucking I... archaeologist that digs that up. <laughs> and then pours them in a bowl and starts crunching away. Wait, are you talking about the Cocoa Pops <laughs> at this point? I need to be sure. I'll let you decide. <laughs> Whichever Don't let one me you decide. That's the, worst deci- that's the worst decision you could make. <laughs> I know what I've decided. What have you decided? And it's not the Cocoa Pops. <laughs> Okay. That... Uh. We anyway. were talking about E3 at some point in this. We were, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, really I kind of much. don't. Yeah. 
I checked out of E3 because the way I see it, if Devolver Digital can continue to take the piss out of E3 the way it has been, then E3 itself has not learned a fucking thing and well, is thus not worth... Like, I, I can't sit through hours of adverts yeah. is, is where I'm at. Like, you can... Yeah. I, I, I can't. It's like, if, if I was being paid to, mm-hmm. I probably couldn't. I would struggle with it. If I was being paid to, I'd find a way, I think. But I would I would struggle with it. Certainly the fact that I'm not being paid to do such a thing is definitely liberating when it mm-hmm. comes to time to E3. Because I, I can just not put myself through that. And like I I didn't even watch the Devolver conference if I'm being I meant I, I was yeah. intending to, but like I did it just slipped my mind at some point and I'm like, nah. I watched one and it was Nintendo. Yeah, how was that? It's alright. They showed Aminal Crossing. They revealed some poking men. Yeah. Uh the men of poke. There's a new platinum game that looks good. Oh, I. Yeah. I like Platinum. Yeah. They sort of disappeared for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're, they're back with a new, like, big budget Nintendo Switch title. So that's Excellent. exciting. Awesome. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about E3. Yeah. I will say, because I, I know some of the stuff, I've remembered some of the stuff that got announced at E3, because I, I just, like, get that news filtered to me inevitably through everyone else who's covering it. So, um, I Carrion looks interesting Carrion. on the on the subject of Devolver Digital. Yeah, you're you're a big old monster blob thing, hmm. eating a boy. Like and I, I'm 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 an absolute mark for stuff like that. So, I will be keeping a I will be keeping an eye on that one. I uh, I'm mostly didn't pay any attention to all D3 this year. The only things, like, much like you, Josh, I mostly just caught up on it through word of mouth and the occasional trailer that got shared around. Yeah. Uh, I saw the Death Stranding trailer. Was that, was that E3? My, my memory's failing me, or was that actually there? Because I, I know Sony didn't make it, a showing this year. They weren't there. Yeah, so. I, don't actually, I don't actually remember. Well, that may have been before that. My memory might be... Just, dying but uh and the only things that really stood out about it were the cdpr thing that sony weren't there devolver digital got a lot of attention for their thing that was it really there wasn't really there much was a more dog to say. There, there was, was a, dog? a dog who he looked very stressed out a there stressed was absolutely dog. no reason for him to be there did you see uh polygon's video they put out beforehand of how to make the perfect e3 press yeah, conference i did see that yeah. yes it's, uh, it's upsetting how accurate that was. You know what? The, the number one best thing about that is, what? the number one most accurate, greatest part of that is just the turning around slightly to look at the screen and going, haha, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was it. That yeah. was the one that yeah. killed me. I almost died laughing yeah. when I saw that, because it's so correct. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I did hear about Bethesda embarrassing themselves even more than usual. Oh god, yeah. Oh, Todd. Oh, Todd. Oh, oh man. Todd. Oh, jeez. Oh, beans. Oh, beans, Todd. Oh, Todd, where's Christ. your beans? Pick oh, your Christ. beans up off the floor, Todd. You're embarrassing yourself. Ah, oh, shit. If he had just, you know, <laughs> just sat there on the edge of the stage and eaten beans, it would have been less than sat on his beans. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what's fucking happened here, right? Todd sat on his beans. 
Uh, you know, it happens. You've got beans uh, all over your bum now, Todd. Speaking of just... things that are incompetent and start with the letter T, <laughs> you've got Segway. some Telltale news, right? Yep. Josh, you got more to the story. I've I've got, yeah, the, 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 the Telltale thing got worse. It got worse, so... Oh, man. Oh, My, geez, our Minecraft, beans are shit. Oh, beans, Minecraft, beans, Minecraft story mode. <laughs> Minecraft uh, beans. Did, uh, disappeared. As I was uh, doing the worth mentioning video about the Telltale situation. And this one is unique for two reasons. The main one I want to bring up is... It's like it's being delisted from storefronts, so you have to have already had it downloaded. And I think by this point we've already hit the cutoff point, so if you've not already got it downloaded, you can't get it down you like you can't download it ever again even if you've like paid for it mm. hmm. which is an illustration of the point that you're not actually you know when you're buying something digitally you're not buying a product you're just buying a license to use the product for however long until the people like running the service like the license holders i suppose you'd call them decide no, you don't get to have the thing access to the thing anymore, and, and it's it, it's it's worrying to say the least. I know it's uh, not the first time this has happened, but it feels like oh, it's no the highest near, profile no. by far. Certainly, I, I think I think in general, people are kind of waking up to the bullshit a bit more. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they're kind of they're they're being more I'm, like I mean, like, it, uh, springing to mind right now is like a bit of a, a John Mulaney routine of all things. Right? <laughs> like, it's something to the effect of, "Well, why didn't you care about this when it was happening before? I wasn't paying attention before." You know, people yeah. people weren't kind of, and now for whatever reason, for like any of multiple reasons. Uh, multiple very good reasons people are now like well hang on this seems like it might actually be important because I, I guess just the visibility has improved recently uh-huh. yeah and it's been a lot more high profile stuff recently yeah telltale it's like is telltale was a, a big big, big deal mm. yeah yeah for this following on so close after the very well publicized collapse of the company as well probably contributed yeah and so like, this is an epic store thing in part, right? Uh, I don't... I, I didn't see anything specific about this that connected it to the epic store. I think it was just all... Well, th- well there's one platform where it hasn't happened. We'll get to that, but... Mm-hmm. I don't really... Like, I, 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 I will confess I don't remember a great many of the details around Minecraft story mode specifically because I was just sort of reeling over the fact that oh, you know, you know, I was I was doing this whole bit in the video about how you know, it is possible that we could see a scenario where the the purchases won't be honoured as they always put it, and then as I was like getting to that bit in the edit, I find out about this. Because yeah. you've got to understand, I thought I was being paranoid. I thought I was going to come across as paranoid by saying that, and you have no idea how much it fucks up a paranoid person when they are right. 
<laughs> oh god. It, it's the, it's the worst thing that can happen to us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and this is a tremendous problem for indie games in particular, because the vast majority of indie games rely on digital distribution because it eliminates the cost of like physical distribution for which publishers... You know, that that's why publishers exist, more or less. They were to foot the bill for that. Mm-hmm. Or why they existed, you know, previously. And and they're sort they're 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 trapped in this sector of the market where it's the easiest for their work to disappear, and they're usually the ones who are like most visibly passionate, I guess, about what they do. Like there's there's some very, very passionate people in the AAA space, no doubt, but like you it's I mean, you wouldn't know it to look at something like Anthem, would you? <laughs> Necessarily. So, like, we get... So, all of... I don't quite know where I'm going with this. I just think it's depressing that this stuff can disappear, essentially, is, like, is like what I'm getting at. Yeah, it's I think it's much... really depressing. Like, this... They, it can disappear, and these people can't really do anything to fight it, because, you know, they're... Because we talk a lot about AAA bullshit on this show called Indie Haven... And we we joke that, you know, it's not, you know, we're sort of going outside our own remit here. The indie market kind of has no choice but to operate using the systems that AAA has built for it. Like, AAA and the platform holders have dictated what avenues and what tools are available for indie developers to, like, sell and distribute their work. It's, like, tri- AAA's not just shitting its own bed. You know, this, this stuff does have an impact for everyone. And it it does need to be brought up, even if even if the connection is not immediately obvious with indie games, because they're gonna feel this at some point, somewhere down the line, and and we're seeing it here because there are telltales gotten fucked, fucked out of history, mm. and that could theoretically happen to any number of studios. Well, I mean, Amiga, for all we know, and I think there is some level of evidence for this, it has already happened to a lot of indie developers who mm. just never yeah. saw the light of day. Yeah. You know, they, they, their game was released and it was buried and lost or just never found a platform or an audience and we never hear about it again. Um, like, particularly with with stuff that's already, like, found a platform, found an audience, found a sizable audience, like, mm-hmm. such is the case with Telltale. Because mm-hmm. my guess has been... The reason that these are all disappearing from storefronts now is because they're not sure who would be getting the money from the sales. Yeah. Or, like, they couldn't find a buyer for seemingly any of their properties, which I find bizarre. So, like, I'm not entirely sure that it could be that, but there's there's clearly some sort of dispute as to where money's going would be my guess. Obviously, I have to guess, because no one's fucking explaining it to us still. The lack of basic information. Yeah. The one, the thing about Telltale is that they had their fingers in a lot of pies, and a lot of pies had their fingers inside of Telltale. When you put your pie in the finger, the finger comes back out of it. That's yeah. not what I meant to say, but you, you know what I was swinging for. <laughs> it becomes you know, the, the pie's finger, you know. Yeah. When you stare into the pie, the pie the abyss you. fingers you. Yeah, just 
just gets right in there. Gets proper stuck in. But with there being like so many interested parties who could potentially make money off of this, like I guess where I'm at is you'd have thought there would be some system in place to resolve stuff like this quicker than it has been. Or maybe it doesn't, because from their perspective it's just like, well, you know, it's not costing us anything. Mm-hmm. It's only... But, you know, th- these are things that could be potentially making them money, and I guess it's weird from yeah. the perspective of they've not done anything to be, like, selling these things, which is why I have to assume it's some sort of dispute, because otherwise it's just yeah weird uh, to just, me. Um, I think that what it could be is just because they've got... It's so many different companies they've got licenses with. Yeah. It's going to be difficult to sell things on the Telltale license because then you have to work with so many different rights holders. Mm. And it's kind of... That was their biggest commercial strength as a company, kind of, was that yeah. they, they it was basically no rules just right what they could actually do. Yeah, the breadth of properties that they had access to, yeah. Yeah, there, yeah. Was, there was something uh, in there for everyone. You know, there's, even if, if even if you had to go back a little ways in their catalogue to find it, there was hmm. a hmm. game that covered all kinds of different like licenses that people liked, and that was a big part of their appeal. It wasn't just that they had so many, but the breadth of them, as you said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I think that I think that the licenses could be a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. there's a very distinct chance that they might have just... It might just make it a lot more difficult to sell stuff if they can't... Do, they obviously can't do it in batch to many people because most people can't afford to work with that many different companies. Yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> they can't like do it in bits and pieces so much either because... Yeah. Well, like, like license license stuff is notoriously prone to disappearance from digital storefronts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Scott Pilgrim always gets up, mm-hmm. uh, gets brought up. Uh, Transformers Devastation. I actually didn't know that that had disappeared. Apparently, it oh. did so, like, pr- like not that long after it came out. But like, oh. apparently, it just disappeared off of digital storefronts, which I didn't know because oh. I don't. Oh. I'd got it physically. Oh, that's news to me too. I actually didn't know about that. Yeah, I mean, it was a brilliant excuse to use stock footage I had of that game in the video that I did, but, you know, it's, it came as honestly a surprise to me. Now, I have one question. Yeah? I have one question about the actual Telltale thing. Okay. Yes. And that is, what if you got a physical copy of any of their games? Because the way they did those is that the physical copy would come bundled with the first episode if it came out before they were all out, mm-hmm. and then you downloaded the rest mm-hmm. as they came out. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you're actually, even with a physical copy, able to do anything now, or if your physical copies are consigned to being just the That's one thing. That's an excellent question. Yeah. After a while, did they start only releasing complete season bundles physically, or did they still do the first episode disc things? I, do, I don't know, because they definitely made some money off of uh, getting physical sales as early as possible, mm-hmm. so yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's just a it, there's a lot of different things about this situation 
Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a uniquely fucked situation. Because, like, in the past, if there was a physical copy, of, then, you know, at, at, at least those still exist. At least you could, like, still have this thing be preserved in a second-hand market. But, like, this... And I guess this is going to become a problem going forward, like, with the uh, well, whole with idea the of the roadmap of... now. is because things yeah. aren't... The game's never finished at this point. The amount of games that um, rely on day one patches and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and not just that as well, even a lot of physical copies of games, even if they are complete games, are essentially just hard-coded download codes for something that's yeah, on a server yeah. far away. Mm. You know, So it, it's entirely possible that your physical copy is completely worthless, even if it is a complete game. And there's nothing in place... I mean, it doesn't surprise me that there's nothing in place to like stop any of this from being the case, because none of the parties involved have any reason to give... The f- give a f- the faintest flying fuck about the end user. That that's abundantly clear at this point. I you know I don't need to go off on my whole rant about that. Mm-hmm. Rant as, as much as I want to. I feel like it's even maybe even a little bit more sinister than that because there are like efforts, like organizations and individuals who do try to preserve these games in some much more permanent way, but they've been actively fought by these companies intentionally because of the risk that it might cost them some small amount of money. So there is something even more intentional, I think, than than you're stating there. There is a lack, a very conscious lack of giving a shit. It's not just that it's mm. happened passively. They've decided it doesn't matter to them. They've made that conscious decision, and they have combated efforts to resist it. And it they is... don't want people focusing on things that they can't. They don't want you focusing on the past unless they can sell it back to you in exactly. some way. Yeah, because it's not just that uh, you might not be able to sell it again in the future. It's also that if you are able to buy things they can't make money off, that even if it's their own product, that still functions mm. as a kind of competition for their new thing. History is worthless to them. Nostalgia, thats now that's lucrative. Yeah, if you could get free and easy access to original versions of games... What reason would you ever have to buy re-release versions? Or Why would you buy any of the ones that they've ruined today? Yeah, yeah. Like, the only yeah. widely available version of Silent Hill 2, one of my favourite games of all time, is the terrible HD remake. It is mm. awful. It screws up so many things that made that game effective. And it is impossible, almost completely impossible, to legitimately buy Silent Hill 2 in its original form for a reasonable price. Mm. And yeah. it is... It, this is the kind of thing that we're going to be seeing a lot more of going forward because games now are so it's so much easier to make that happen and so much yeah. easier to make it such a complete like, rewrite i mean if you if you look in the past um the first halo game is entirely free mm-hmm. on pc yeah. now they mm-hmm. just on on i think it's on bungie's website they just have a universal code that you can put in to prove that you have the license for it. I just can't imagine that ever happening now. Yeah. Like, ever. They'd rather just get rid of the service entirely, make it so that it's impossible to get it without, like, extreme piracy, than to just give something away free that they're not making money off anymore. Yeah. It's just... It's... It's layers upon layers of problems that are going to come all crashing down this big avalanche at some point. And I, I'm honestly dreading what the long-term effects are going to be and whether 
it will mm. be even possible to, to to recover some of the damage done. There will be an well, entire the... series of games lost forever that we'll just never see again. That's inevitable. The way they seem to be leaning now is everyone seems to want to get on this whole streaming bandwagon. Yeah. Like everyone, like what? What's that fucking Google thing called? Stadia. Stadia. Yeah, that's that looks like it's gonna be people's strategy going forward. Because like we've had we've had PlayStation now already, and that's kind of, I guess, been more of a like going concern than I assumed it was. Because I thought it was just sort of this nothing thing that was tacked on, and everyone sort of forgot about like the move. But well, but I. PS Now does have some nice features I like. Uh, I'm not a fond of the $20 a month subscription. That's a little yeah, much and that, for a that, service. And that's what I'm getting at, because is, they're yeah. getting... Because they're not, they're not going to be selling you individual products anymore. They're yeah. going to be selling you access to a library. But by that same So token, theoretically, like, there's no limits on what that library can include. Like, yeah. So they could, you could get a situation where suddenly these old games are popping back into existence, because they're like, well, you know... It it minds not me play whichever of them you want as long as we're getting you you know, twenty quid a month. Now something that I could see them doing is specifically taking things in and out of the roster, cycling stuff through, like cycling seasonal stuff. stuff. Mm. Yeah, so so that when you want to play something, if it's in the store, gotta get that pass now, or you might not have a chance soon. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's like how there's only like three Marvel movies on each Netflix region at one time, <laughs> and they may go away at any point. So you gotta keep your Netflix subscription going in case you want to catch all those good superheroes doing all their fun tricks and stunts. With what if you miss one of the punches? What yeah, then? What if you? Yeah. What if? Won't what somebody if... please think of the punches? It's just bad. It's all bad. It's all bad, and I do just want to say that I don't see the whole the streaming model as being a solution to this problem so much as a different problem replacing this one. Yeah, and I'm almost a worse problem in my opinion, just just for the generally insidious nature of it, because that you know, and it in that in itself expediting the erosion of the idea of ownership for one of the most expensive fucking entertainment mediums. On the market, yeah, and it's all as I said in the video. It's it's like the most expensive and also the least permanent, and that's fucky. It really is. It's real. Yeah, like it's the thing to, is to use a technical term, fucked. Thing is, with like a film and or something, yeah. they can stop selling that. Yeah, but it's the way. That stuff's distributed. They can't just make it streaming, because people want to watch films on the go and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they're kind of uh, stuck with having to make things download, and there's still such an emphasis on disc collectors and things. Yeah. yeah. There's so, also like, there's also much smaller file sizes and far less complex to run. So there has, I mean, there is already like a really thriving culture of of film preservation and film archiving that has been going on for yeah. decades and they have all their methods down they have their technology in place they have everything they need to keep going and keep adapting very effectively and to ensure that, that there are entire generations of films just lost like they had back in the 30s 
Yeah. And they are, but because now when everything's digitally distributed, film file sizes are far smaller than games. Significantly, you can get an yeah. entire film at a decent quality for a gig, maybe one and a half. If you want a higher mm. quality, you get more, but it's still never more than I don't think I've ever seen a film, a standard film's file size bigger than seven gigabytes. Uh, that yeah, there's, is. There's, there's films with file sizes smaller than my file sizes for this fucking podcast. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's just that. I mean, that makes preservation far easier, far more practical, and uh, much more manageable for everyday people. So it, There's it... also the technology angle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, like, anything can play any DVD. Yeah. Doesn't matter yeah, how they, old there's your a DVD lot more standardization. Is. There's not, yeah. like,. They don't have a console wars equivalent, really. Yeah, there is no console equivalent of VLC, for example. Uh, A media player that can play almost any format. There's no game equivalent of that. The the ones that exist are all very complex, are very specific, and they're hard for everyday people to use. That's not true of film. So games have this additional challenge. Challenges that the companies that make them are taking advantage of in a lot of ways. They're intentionally... uh, leaning into those to make it harder and it's not it's not a coincidence that the more uh advanced graphically these games become the harder it becomes to emulate them for example like it used to be yeah. you would be able to get a console emulator that would be fairly functional fairly stable a few years after the console was released after it had been established and then you'd get a decent emulator that people would start to use and then you would use that when the next when moves on to the next generation that would be used to keep that game's consoles alive that's no longer the case it's now much much harder to get stable working emulators and they're much harder to use and they're cracked down on a lot more because there are far fewer of them functioning and far fewer people able to build them so it's easier for these companies to prevent them from happening so the Formation of an organic archive is impossible, as well as an intentional and academic one. Games are unique in that archival is so much more difficult than mm-hmm. anything else, just because they're both completely non-standardized. They're yeah. full of DRM, which most things aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and there's... You can't play some old games on current PCs without having to go through a lot of regamarole, even. Mm-hmm. Just to get them to actually function on the operating system, because they're designed for something completely different. Mm-hmm. No so, other entertainment medium is bound to technology to that degree. But I've not sure. spoken about the second thing yet. Oh, oh man, geez. Oh, no, there's more. I've not spoken about the, the, the second weird aspect about the Minecraft story mode situation. Okay. It is still available on Netflix. Now, that was something I was thinking about this whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's... Netflix is, seems to be the last remaining place where Minecraft story mode is available. Is that because of legal reasons? Like, Everyone, is streaming like, legal rights for Netflix considered a different, distinct thing from streaming rights for software platforms i guess i guess simply because like it's sort of i like that would have to be it right it would have to be because it's suddenly become available like you know in one of these other mediums that already has their shit together with regards to like preservation of their stuff and like licensing and all that Mm -hmm. that's not bound to all that convoluted nonsense 
like I guess that would have to be it, but I just find it really fucking weird. The the only place you can get this video game <laughs> is uh... Netflix. Like... <sighs> I just <sighs> yeah. I mean that 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 sigh and then exasperated yeah. silence is really all there is. We're pretty much. I'm still. I don't know what. Yeah, you're, you're, you, but I'm still in the scene on like space. A, yeah. a, a TV and movie streaming platform is what you're relying on to preserve your video game for you and it's actually doing a better job of it than your own fucking industry yep I'm still in pretty much the same emotional space I was in last time we talked about this you know with that whole frankly quite distressing episode we did where we gradually discovered the extent of this problem and I'm just it's, it's all speculation and that is possibly the worst part well, yeah, because they don't fucking tell us that there's zero transparency. Yeah. And that I guess that's what allows them to do all of this shit, because if people knew what they were actually fighting against, then, you know, there's a danger of them winning. Mm-hmm. Anyway, speaking of Netflix. <laughs> yeah, something else <laughs> happened on Netflix, and I've, genu- I've gotten so distressed over that, I've genuinely forgotten what it was. So. Yeah. <laughs> It is to do with the Cuphead Netflix show. That's been oh, some yeah. fun conversations about that recently. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Cuphead is getting a Netflix series. Cuphead being an indie game that got very popular. Mm-hmm. Also caused some controversy because it... I don't, I don't know if we really talked about this at the time. I think we more just talked about the whole difficulty controversy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But more recently, especially in the context of this particular announcement, people have been talking about the uh, the fact that the game is largely uncritical of the racist overtones of old Fleischer cartoons to the point mm. where they include animations and stuff that are directly based on those cartoons, and those cartoons are directly racist. Yeah, I think uh, there's mm-hmm. a particularly noted reference to an old Fletcher cartoon called Swing You Sinners, which is mm. shockingly racist. Um, yeah. To a degree that I think is honestly surprising to a lot of people who look back on it now and see it again. And like, yeah. well, I was expecting it to be bad, but not this bad. Yeah, a lot of... The fact that they went with the gambling angle with it is mm-hmm. the... It just seems like something you wouldn't do, considering the gambling stuff is so tied with the racism, and especially since they already they already redesigned the devil mm-hmm. to after, look less yeah. after some angry feedback. Yeah, to look mm-hmm. less intensely racist. Um, and then there's things like the the flower boss like rubbing its hands together in that pose. That's the. Uh, the classic cartoon Jew and stuff. That's not a sentence I ever wanted to hear. Yeah, no, it's bad. But but it's an indie game that's getting a Netflix adaptation. Here's to hoping that Netflix kind of rein it in a bit. But... Yeah, it's 50-50 with Netflix. Yeah. yeah. I just have to ask, though, who is this for? Like, 
That's an excellent question. Uh, hmm. Who wants this? I, I understand the fascination with the, the animation. people who made Cuphead, I guess. Like, yeah. it, I guess this is just I, for I, them. I suppose. But, but the the only thing about it is that you know this isn't going to have the budget to be a super high quality animation. No. But if not, then yeah. what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. The the animation was the selling point of the game. It was yeah, the reason it, anybody cared. It took a long time with a small team who put a lot of effort in. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen for a Netflix show. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, they're, they're probably going to do like quite a short, like a mini series, like about the length of they did for Castlevania. I imagine. Yeah. Because that's but, not manageable, but mm, yeah. I feel like it. It's gonna look like a lot of the other Netflix cartoons, which is to say, good enough. Yeah. But good enough <laughs> isn't good enough for something whose entire premise was. T- the two things of premise: one is hard. Yeah. And that yeah. obviously is hard can't game. translate. Ha- mm. Is hard game can't translate to a Netflix show. Uh, I, I don't see any possible way that could happen. Unless, Unless they make they... it hard to watch. Like, I mean, you click okay, on it on Netflix and just a big possible. curtain comes across the screen. Well, that was that. Or, or, like, to make it hard to watch, they just amp up the racism. Yeah, that would just mm. make it, like, quite emotionally difficult. Yeah. <sighs> uh, uh, that or they snatch it. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That sounds painful. Yeah. Can mm. I just say? Yeah, not it, fond of that, that idea. That would. Oh, that I've would been be, bandersnatched. Uh... <laughs> what? What's that? What's that old game? The old um. The bloke I don't like, whose name I've now forgotten as well. The one who did Anastasia. Uh, Don Bluth. <sighs> Don Bluth. The old Don, Don Bluth game with the the dragon and the teddy lady. Oh, the old Don Bluth, the old Don Bluth. You better never bother with the old Don Bluth. There's something tooth and you're going to the old Dragon's Don Bluth. Lair, maybe? I think I'm getting it wrong. Yeah. Maybe Dragon's Lair. Well, that... Yeah, I think it's Dragon's Lair now that you mention it. I know the one you're thinking of. Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair. It would be Dragon's Lair, but on Netflix. Yeah. It's yeah. the thing. I guess. I could see that being interesting, I suppose. You could do a kind of fun little nostalgia thing with it. People do remember Dragon's Lair as this weird little novelty thing, and if you just what that's all you wanted for it, I could see an appeal to that. I could see who that's for. Mm. I don't know if they're going to do that, though. I don't think they're going to do it, because I think they would have announced it. Yeah. That would have been yeah. in the marketing right away. If um, they're going to make it interactive, they would have to make it like Cuphead, and that's just not possible for Netflix. So Yeah. Um... The the other side of it is the animation side. Yeah. Which, yeah. unless this is getting a much bigger budget than I anticipate, and, like, this is going to be on the level of love, sex, and robots rather than the level of a She-Ra, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's going to be hitting closer to She-Ra than it is going to be... Which, if it did that in any aspect that mattered, I would be fine with. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Is like I wouldn't mind, but like, what else is there? Anything else, it's fine. I don't, I don't care if the animation's a little bit choppy. But when the premise is that it's a thing based on classic animation that's meant to look amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, 
it's it's honestly I'm I'm confused and I'm upset and I'm you know a little, a little hungry and I don't really know what to make of any of this and it just makes me want to sit here and cry. And what do you think about the Netflix show? Because <sighs> you just described your general state. Yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> the state you're in whenever you're a general. <laughs> It's not good for commanding militaries. Hello, I'm I'm General State. <laughs> we don't need more military personnel on this show. Specifically generals. There are so many Specifically generals. Specifically generals. <laughs> Hello, I'm General Weathers. I've gotten out of the box. No, you fucking haven't. Get back down. <laughs> Get the packing tape. <sighs> uh, need a one new other, box. One other bit of related news. Yeah. Uh to the Cuphead thing is that Crypt of the Necrodancer has an official Zelda spin-off? <laughs> that happened? Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. Really it exists. does. I'm not, I'm not seeing the connection No, the connection here. The connection here is that Cuphead is an indie game that is getting a tie-in to a big corporation, as in they're getting a animated series on one of the, like, the premier big websites. Like, the big I website. See. Uh, and Crypt the of the The one with which you chill. Mm-hmm. Crypt of the Necrodancers getting a crossover game with Zelda. Zelda! Yeah. Zelda! Yeah, didn't Zelda. see that coming. I gotta see it. it, it, it Zelda. Zelda! Zelda! Oh, fuck it, Zelda! Fuck it, oh, it's loving Zelda! Oh man, oh shit, it's Zelda! Zelda, the cavalry's here! Oh, fuck oh, I'm it's a lesbian, me. Zelda! It's me, Tracer, I'm here again! I'm here with my massive fucking dick! Oh, cheers, loves, I'm going there! <laughs> <laughs> This show really does go from 1 to 11, like yeah. like that, huh? There's not much to say about the Cadence of Hyrule thing other than that I think it's cool and yeah. and that I think these two things in conjunction with each other are pointing towards how the culture around indie stuff is shifting for better or worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. I, I do think it's a really interesting development um, that could have some interesting results. And I think, like, the indie scene right now is strong and diverse enough for it to not be... To, for, if there were any downsides to it, that it wouldn't be too destructive. Mm. Um, where there's enough mm. there's enough different things going on right now, even more so, I would say, than there were a few years ago, where uh, almost all indie games were some kind of vaguely artsy platformer. Uh, we have more interesting things going on right now, and I think that's really to that that that, that diversity of style uh, is kind of to the scene's overall strength. And I think it means that if there is a potential sea change on the horizon, like we might see with this uh, cadence of Hyrule thing, that the possible downsides are much much easier to avoid or to mitigate the damage of. Yeah, the so, the main downsides yeah. that I can see to it is just that triple A. Is gonna get his grubby hands all over indie, mm-hmm. like Indian like animals. with, like with Microsoft buying 
ninja. Oh, ninja theory. Ninja theory. Yeah. Ninja theory. Why'd you do it to me? To me specifically. But, but then again, we have stuff like Bungie going independent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And That's other true. Big, other big studios going independent. Yeah, it's not completely hopeless. So... Yeah, no, no, it's, it's kind of difficult to tell what this is a sign of exactly, but at yeah, the very least, a, like... It's a sign of the blurred lines that have... Not that one. Oh, man. <laughs> not that one, for thank, sure. Thank no. you for expunging that thought from my mind. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Oh, Christopher. No. Fucking lumbar. Oh, Christopher oh, fucking shit. beans. Lumbar pain. Oh, oh shit. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, Christ. Oh, man. Christ on a fuck tin of fuck. Shit, oh, fuck off. Oh, nipples. <laughs> <laughs> what so are we a... talking? Uh, kids Steam. viral. Let's talk, Steam. Steam. Yeah. Steam, 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 Let's talk about how oh. Steam's an idiot. Because, oh, like, yeah. you know. Steam did a fuck, didn't it? They really Steam did. Steam sure did yeah. a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, can I can I can I just uh, get this out of the way before we go any further into this? Um, yeah. I did not buy anything during this sale. Um, I didn't either. Thus, I don't have use Steam. no idea what the actual function of the meta game was or how it works. I I <laughs> didn't buy anything, but I did get some achievements on uh, Hollow Knight. So I I I helped my team out, which was the Turtle team, by oh. getting some achievements. Okay. Yeah. See, I know there were animals and there were teams. But I didn't understand how it worked, and I didn't really get what the point was. And then I read about what people were having problems with, and it's like, oh shit, that hmm, hmm what happened there? So I, I just yeah, want to get this, make me get it known, have it known up front that I might not really understand how this one functioned. I've actually forgotten a lot of the detail. Like I know a handful of key details about what the problem was. Yeah. I'm not really sure how the event itself was supposed to function, and neither was anyone else, as it turns out, and that's sort of the problem. I think I think what they were going for is like, okay, we've got all these fun animals, roughly even amounts of people join each one, and then yeah. everyone joined Corgi. Everyone joined Corgi. Literally everyone joined Corgi. And, that and it's fuck, a, it's that a snowball effect because as more people join Corgi, Corgi obviously comes closer to winning, and then yeah. everybody else is like, "Well, why would we bother joining any? Yeah, of, it's not stopping us from joining the one that is winning by a landslide." Yeah, they're thinking, "Oh, we'll get free games if we're in the top one." Yeah. Uh, but to to add to that was the fact that uh, Steam really didn't make it clear that they they didn't make it clear that. The top th- you just had to put things at the top of your list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. This part I do know. Yeah, yeah. So, so people were just like mass deleting everything apart from really expensive stuff. Yeah. To clarify, Which... the if you, if your oh, team yeah. won, uh, what, like was yeah, it even it was... everyone in that team, or was it like one no, person was, would uh, get randomly it was selected? Like a random selection of a couple. It was like of a lottery, a, lot, a lottery selection, and you had a chance to win. The game that was at the top of your wish list. Yeah. But people thought that it was just going to be a one from your wish list yeah. at random. So, which led to them deleting stuff that was cheaper that they could afford, so that they could had a chance of winning the more expensive thing. Mm-hmm. And that meant that 
a lot of indie games suddenly were not on anyone's wish list. And that's bad, and it also included things that weren't out yet getting taken off people's wish lists. Which is especially bad for that sort of game because that's how you keep in like yeah. keep on top of knowing that games are coming out. Yeah. Particularly if you've not got a massive marketing department, as most indies don't, to yeah. let everybody know that the game's out. Yeah. You're kind of so, relying on the wish list to be like, hey, dickhead, you can spend money on this wonderful product now with your eyes. Yeah, and they were they were obviously thinking stuff like, oh, but I won't be able to, if I win this one, I won't be able to get it because it's not out. But, so loads of stuff got taken off just because Steam weren't clear enough. The Corgi yeah. shit was happening. Everything was going to fuck. And then the in the end... Snowball. In the end, they were like, Oh, we're sorry. We'll do better next time. Look, uh, some people won. from every team will get something. Which just negated the point of it in the end anyway. Yeah, so not on, the competition <laughs> itself was pointless and the damage to all those indie games or people's wish lists was already done. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking Steam... I mean, that's the thing. Steam, it's well established at this point that Steam can barely be trusted with the delivery of its actual service. Who the fuck decide... They, like... The people at Steam can't even be bothered to do their own jobs. (laughs) They can't even be bothered to, like, get actual humans to fucking curate the storefront. Why did they think they could tackle this? (sighs) Steam Meta games are never fun in any sense. No, they're never good. They're never good. They're just like a hassle. Well, it's it's just predicated on buying shit. Yeah, it's a hassle. That that aspect I actually find kind of sinister about it. It's like, oh, you should buy a whole bunch of shit, you'll help your team win, and you might might get one free game. You have a tiny chance of getting one free game. It's so just... uh... I assume the way it worked, from based on what I've been told, that there was like a a fixed number of people randomly chosen from the winning team to win. And the more people were in your team, the better chance you had of winning, but the lower chance you had of actually getting anything for it. Yeah, it just, it was completely fucked, the whole thing. Utter. Uh, what? Speaking of disaster. storefronts, speaking of storefronts that are fucked, I remember something that's not on the docket. Oh. G. 2. Yes! It's in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Christ, how did I not think of that? That's yeah. a big deal. That is a yeah, huge one. Yeah, that is a real yeah. big deal. That's especially a massive for indie deal. Games. I'm a little disgusted with myself that I actually didn't think. <laughs> I was sat here talking about the fucking Minecraft story mode on Netflix like some sort of prick. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Well, since since you're the only one who remembered, would you like to do the honest Elodie? <laughs> so a lot of indie developers have come out saying that they'd rather people pirate their games than use G2A to actually buy them, because you couldn't make this up, it costs them money if you buy the game if you do it through G2A most of the time, because most of it's bought in stolen credit cards en masse and then when the credit card gets declined for being stolen and everything has to be mm-hmm. refunded, 
it's the studio who usually has to foot that bill. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and G2A has a massive fraud problem in that regard. Yeah. So this like this happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, that happens a lot and it it disproportionately impacts indie studios because they're so much smaller in terms of operations. Yeah. Like they're it's taking time and money away from a team that has not got much time nor money. Yeah, like someone like EA can fight this and not even notice that the resources are were gone. Yeah, well, not even that. As much, as, they, as, much will, as they beg you to believe otherwise, EA will just have a part of their budget already set aside just to eat the cost of this, and they won't even notice. That's yeah. how these companies what they have what's called a shrinkage budget, and it's literally money they put aside just to eat the expected cost of piracy and theft, and they don't even have to look at it or think about it because it's more expensive to pursue it than just accept it. But yeah. that's not true for indie games. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, and the story story continues to be fucked as mm-hmm. it goes. When people said this, G2A itself uh, went on Twitter like a bunch of fucking unprofessional assholes. Mm-hmm. Started saying that people were just trying to get attention and that they will pay ten times the amount lost on piracy. Which they haven't gotten back to, but when people have actually said, okay, I'll take you off on that. Yeah, They're just not replying to that shit. For, for context, they have been dismissing the idea that this is a concern and are offering, yeah. have said they are offering ten times the amount yeah. that you can prove was lost to credit, like fighting all of these false uh, like fraud ch- charges. Mm-hmm. Uh... Because they don't, they don't think anybody will be able to. And then people got back to them, and yeah. they were able to, and they <laughs> fell mysteriously. G two A fell mysteriously silent at that point. Mm, curious. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've had things like uh, when particular statements have been too heavily criticised. They've said it was, oh, it was this person on their own as rogue agent. They've said that a few and, times now, haven't they? Yeah, they've done that when, whenever... Yeah, that was get... their line when that guy uh, emailed all of those uh, news publications yeah. asking that they make an art- a, a, basically a sponsored article exonerating G2A without disclosing that it was sponsored by G2A. Yeah, and then they tried to say, oh, it's a rogue agent who did that. But, like, who? why? Why would they? With no reason to do it. A, a rogue agent who managed to do all of this to multiple publications with no oversight, offering resources that the company I guess had must to have, have come out of their own pot on own pocket. Because yeah. what were they planning to just defraud G two A? And now, and now G two A now indie developers are are petitioning to get G two A to just stop selling indie games since they've. Uh, uh, they've said that it's like that indie games are nothing to them. Basically, it's like no percents at all of it of yeah. their money yeah. is that. So it doesn't matter. Uh, except that now it does that they actually want to get off of there. Um, <laughs> now they want to put their money where their mouth is. Yeah, there's a bunch of other weird little aspects to this, such as keys on. G2A for games that don't have keys. 
Yeah, like companies that hmm. didn't give out keys for anything yeah. and having no idea where these keys came from. It's, yeah, it's just bizarre. And then G2A's, G2A's main response was just to say that if we don't do it, someone else will. Oh, you know, yeah, the classic if, arms if trader cut, response. If you cut yeah. us down, another will take up. Like, basically, they're Hydra. They've admitted <laughs> to being Hydra. But, well, that makes like, a lot of sense. They're, they're saying, like, oh, it has somebody... The, the market abhors a vacuum, is what they said, I think. And, like, this puts fucking paid to the whole idea of laissez-faire capitalism that uh, no one will spend money on something if they don't like the ethics and shit of it. Nah, man. They're making fucking bank, even though they're complete shit. And we're in a system where no matter what, there's always going to be someone who does that because they'll make bank no matter what shady bullshit they do. Yep. Someone is always going to be willing to become shit Hydra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it makes them a better money. It's like a it's like a poo, yeah. It's like a poo, yeah. And like it's split at the end into lots of like poos. And then if you if you like try and remove a bit of the poo, it just like it grows like you know those cor- like time lapse coral growing videos and shit. Yeah. It's like that, but it it grows more poos on the like stump of poo where you've take you've cut the poo head off of it. Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's an image. It's an accurate image. It's uh, also quite an evocative one, which I appreciate. And G2- that's what G two A is. That's what G two A is. It's it's a poo coral. G two A is a time lapse poo coral. That's perfect. That's going to be the name of the episode, right? Not to be confused with the time-lapse poo corral, which is entirely different. Very different, completely unrelated. Wouldn't recommend going. No, they're both pretty bad, but they're they're also completely different. It's important you know that distinction. Not worth it. Space! Well, we are going to have to hear your deep thoughts next, so we have to make sure those are clear and free of sin. Clear your mind. Clear your mind so that the thoughts. I, I, I've got something to clear your mind. I've got something to clear your mind. Oh yeah. Oh, I've seen that. Have you? Yeah, I already saw. It. I've retweeted that already. Oh, that's good. Because a lot of people don't <laughs> know really this, but like I am actually I am actually a clown man, and I wouldn't I I wouldn't call it a plan, but it involves clowns. So I really want to make clowns. You may real casually big. refer to it as a plan if there was, you know, in mixed company. It, it, it's it, it's it's less of a plan and more of just a siege. Yeah, clown siege. Clown siege. I really want to make clowns. Is it a sequel to Clown City City of Clowns? Clown City City of Clowns, taken by the Penguins Void. Uh, taken by the Since Pengas lost Void. history, went in the sea for a bit. Lost to history. Went into the sea, was taken out of the sea, lost to history. Whoopity day. Can I just yeah, say, those... when you say it all together like that, it's basically the plot of Destiny. I guess. <laughs> <gasps> it's time for your sleep, Roger, Steve, Roger, Steve, Roger, if you watch everything, we'll have to wait with your blood, lad, now, as if we're not aware, I'm <laughs> sorry.
Shit. Josh's deep thoughts. I've got I've got a I've got a concept for you. I said yeah, what a concept. I could use a little fuel myself. We could oh use a little change. She was looking kinda dumb with a finger and her thumb and the shape of an elf on her forehead. <laughs> did, I did, genuinely for years Did you think it was elf? I I genuinely thought because there was a period of my life, I think I've talked about this before, where I like just thought of songs as being these things where the, the people were just saying words devoid of any real meaning. Yeah. <laughs> and so it made sense to me that someone would just say that do, this do, person had the shape of an elf on their forehead because it was just an ab- it was just abstract construction of imagery and all pop music was dadaist do you? Yeah. Do you know what um do you know the song that goes I'm going to praise you like I should you know uh, that song? Yeah. I yeah, wanna praise you like I do. Yeah, for, for like for years, I thought it was I'm gonna praise you like a shoe. <laughs> gonna praise you like a shoe. Uh, as that one, and then until like a couple weeks ago, I thought the song that goes I don't care, I love it was going I don't care, allons-y, like <laughs> let's go in French. It still sort yeah. of works. Though. I yeah. can see the logic. There. It kind of does, yeah. That's. I thought it was that until like a good couple weeks ago. Ah, things just goes to show things aren't always what they appear, unless you stack them on top of each other. Oh. Okay. I'm, we're we're getting into the business of stacking things on top of other things for the sake of clarity, because this is how we find out who we are, my friends. So is it, right. is it like we're producing a product like Sumsums, which are just like stackable plushes? Essentially, but a, with a bit more theft. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. So here's, here's the context. Smash the state. I, smash the state indeed, because I have been playing... Uh, I've, I've been playing that there, uh, that there, uh, that there, uh, that there, uh, Lapis X Labyrinth, haven't I? I saw that. I saw that it was about. It, it's been about its little squish babies. What the fuck are you doing talking about video games in Josh's deep thoughts? This is not. No, the this, place this for is important. This is important setup. All right, because this is all the the little squish babies stacking on top of each other, going to the dungeon, get all the treasure, isn't it? Because it's about because they got the little mimic fella on on right at the top, yeah. And he munches up all the treasure, doesn't he? Bunch of squish children, yeah. Right, chibi fucks. Stack, stacking on, stacking chibi fucks, forming a tower for the purposes of acquiring loot. All right. Are you saying that that we're going? We're going to stack and take on a dungeon. Well, I can get behind that. You know, thing, things are going to be stacking, things. and and you know, people are going to be sent packing. Oh, because uh, is that the tagline? I'm going to be taking a cracking at this concept because this was 
this came at a time when I was in severe need of that kind of energy. So I immediately latched onto this concept. And so I, th- I thought to myself, maybe my life would be in a better place right now if I took this concept and applied it to the real world. What if, uh, you know, I was pitching this to my boyfriend, maybe we stack into our own tower and rob a bank. So, so it's, see basically, th- it's basically what I said. Just, yeah. yeah, just a pillar, pillar of good gay squish baby burglary boys. Yeah. So a bank is a kind of dungeon, if you think about it. Essentially. Yeah, so you go I in mean, there. A bank, a bank is basically a mimic, because it disguises itself as a place to keep your stuff safe, and then it liquidates your money so that it can use it to make more money for itself. Yeah. Yeah. So and it's really only a matter of banks start liquidating organs, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, let's do, like... So we so we liberate up. the funds from the yeah. banks. So we stack ourselves up. And we put up. them... And what yeah, ben- we stack ourselves up. So what's the benefit of the stacking, exactly? Is it to, like, reach high shelves, or...? Intimidation. Oh, yeah, you look big to frighten off predators. Yeah, okay. we'll, frighten, we'll frighten off all the panthers that the banks have running around. <laughs> all all, all the, the money panthers going, oh, capitalism is good, isn't it? They wear a little top hats but they'll, and but then, then they'll, then they'll see four squish babies did, stacked on top of each other someone, stealing things. Did someone say capitalism was good? Oh, I'm no, so no, glad. A hy- it, it was said by a hypothetical I'm panther. I'm so glad that me, capitalist man, has finally got through to you. No, we're going to fight no, the, uh, the money quick, panthers. Quick, we're form the tower. Form the tower. Form the tower and fall on top of them. Oh. Alright, I'm stacking oh, whatever I can on my oh head right no. now. Ooh. Oh no, I'm really intimidated. You can't now. see me, so you have to take my word for it. That I'm stacking everything on my desk on my head. I'm stacked in a pillar and it's real squish. Yeah, it's really squish. Small, little burglaries. And it's all gay. Well, the gayness is the essential part. It's it's the only reason the tower stays up. Yeah, it's 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 like the mortar that holds us all straight together. Straight people can't do that. No, they're yeah. too angular. You, you ever seen you ever seen straight people try and form form a tower? It doesn't work. No, it's like trying to balance two pair two upside down pyramids. Now the one problem is that we can't use any of our extended cadre. Well, some of them we could. I mean, Ellen yeah, yeah. Page from our extended cadre. The cadre. The cadre. The cadre. cadre. Ellen Page is gay. Um, trying to think of other ones who are gay. The warlord's gay, but like he's dying. Dying. We shouldn't drag. No, that's why we have to take him to his his the village of the weird people. Just that. What the fuck? The fuck is that? There's some sort of 1950s horror movie happening all of a sudden. Who? Um. Which one of you was that? Because it wasn't me. I mean, it was happening Sorry, just while Martin was something, something happening outside. I need to go check on it. Just be a moment. I'm scared oh, now. No, you're don't. you going to go out the door and there's going to be a zombie. Oh, man. You're going to walk out the door and there's going to be a zombie is the mistake you've made there. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. To answer your concern, though, Elodie, my, my thought was going to be less that it... Uh, Obviously, I can create clowns. 
Clown City, City of Clowns lost to history and a surprisingly high uh, LGBT contingent. Oh, that's good. So, some would say disproportionately. I mean, you know, I made the clowns, I'm real gay. Big gay clowns. I made a, I made a bunch of gay clowns, didn't I? Made yeah, a yeah. big bunch it, of big they... gay clowns and they all go to school. Of the gay clown school and they learn well, they about gay clown things. So that they're ready to burgle. You never well, they weren't originally made for burglary. They weren't made originally for burglary specifically. They were made as, you know, as I say, the clown siege, which is sort of a spiritual success at the Castlevania. Well, they still they still go to gay clown school. Well, yeah, to learn how to do gay clown sieges and burglaries and whatnot, and sort of raise the earth that that I have come to so despise in their clown fashion. From you know, from the from the castle that I'm going to have at some point, where the clowns all come out of. Now I'm you know, a fan fight- of clown fashion. Someone fights their way into the middle of it, and they're like, "Why? Why are you doing this?" And I'm like, oh, "I don't know. I panicked. I panicked, and then there were clowns. And I thought, well, I've got to do something. I wanted, a, I wanted a Pepsi, and I was having an anxiety attack, and I also hate you now for some reason. So I just thought I'd take it all out on you." Sometimes that's just I what you got to do, you know? I don't know if I zoned out for something that was needed to understand that last sentence. There's nothing you need to understand that <laughs> sentence other than the fact that I am essentially a petty clown Dracula. Okay. Really, but I'm channeling that into something more positive. I'm channeling it into direct action. I'm challenging it into revolution. Because we're not... I'm not thinking these are going to be characters necessarily so much as they are going to be an uprising of the people. Okay. As long as those people are clowns. Yeah. Well, as long as long as those people are gay squish babies. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gay they squish baby clowns. Well, to be more, to be more specific, qu- uh, queer uh, squish babies. To yeah, be well, more. Yeah. Well, want to be more inclusive here. I mean, I mean, you know, they're all te- they're all technically separate towers. All the groups get their separate towers, but my thinking is it forms some sort of pride megazord. Yeah, so they all come together to form different limbs of the giant squish baby tower. Made of all the made of all the the the, the pride pillar, if you will. So they like build a, they build a guy basically. Pretty much, we like it, well not a guy, it just it's just a bigger okay. tower. Oh, so, so it's all it's, it's, like... it's all tower shaped, stretching t- stretching onto the very heavens themselves. Hmm. My friends, it is time for us to build the Tower of Gable. <laughs> I can't believe you. Can't oh my fucking, god, you bastard! <laughs> you fucking twat! I can't. Oh, fuck you! Oh, I quit. I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> Never coming back to this podcast. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh fucking hell. Oh. This mm. is the ultimate betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! So, what are your tower powers? <laughs> what what abilities are you bringing to the tower? Like, is my is my question? I want to know what like how do you picture yourself functioning as part of as part of this greater movement? I have a low center of gravity. Mm-hmm. So, I think my power would be related to that, which means I think I am impossible to knock over. So, I make a great foundation for the tower. You're sort of a fan of, you know, you know what I was actually picturing for you, for you, Martin. Oh, what's that? Harpoon gun. Ooh, 
a harpoon, and it, it, it's sort of like a just cause situation where, yeah. like, you you shoot the harpoon and it kind of tethers people so that they can't escape our burglary. Yeah, and you can also use it to like draw the terror forward very quickly. You can do that, or manoeuvring it round sharp corners. Yeah, yeah, like uh, like, like like the Batmobile. Mm-hmm, indeed, exactly like the Batmobile. Well, it was my birthday last week, so I'm going to see if it's too late for me to get a harpoon gun as a gift from someone. Oh shit, I didn't get you a present. <laughs> a I actually totally gun? forgot you even said you <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, uh, what I'm picturing for me is yeah? that... Because the thing is, I'm, I'm fucking clumsy as shit. I'm always falling all over the, about the place, but I very rarely mm. actually hurt myself. So I'm thinking maybe yeah. I, I lend some of that uh, energy to the whole scenario. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like okay. so I go somewhere in the middle and I'm, like, controlling something. And, like, it's all wobbling about the place as it would. Uh, but I, I, it doesn't actually fall down. It, weebles wobble, but they don't fall down, but it's Weeble, me. Weebles wobble for the glorious revolution. Yeah. So you're kind of bobbing and weaving and making yeah. it hard... Kind of like drunken master style. Yeah. Is, is this like a as part of a mechanism or some sort of implement that you're holding? Uh, you don't did have you, to commit to either one at this stage. Yeah, no. You know, you, it's a work in progress. Did you think of anything for me, Josh? Uh, I, I wasn't entirely sure, but I did. I was imagining very much sort of the wide, wide sweeping motions. Sort sort of like flailing attacks, so it's very similar in that regard. Yeah. Oh. And you would probably shout, "I'm hitting you with a thing!" In that voice, I feel like you would put on that voice. I don't like you know, just to let people know. That or Skeletor. That or Ske- it, it's always it's you know fifty fifty split. Yeah, I'm imagining you'll change it up given the given the. Uh, Depending on the circumstances. I'm hitting you with gay clowns. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You've cr- you've got you've got the legs. That's you've got it. one the leg of a gay clown in one hand and another leg of another gay clown in the other hand and you're flailing them around with like your your arms are like real long now. Like your arms I've just like, go real long like when you're in the tower and you just I've yeah, like you just like it. And then, and then you, you can also go into Skeletor mode, which has no actual effect on like how you function, but you do just go, <laughs> which can have an intimidating effect. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's a psychological gambit mm-hmm. uh, that you can deploy at your discretion based on the opponent. Hey, Shay, you talk about me, psychological gambit. I'm gonna throw some cards, Shay. Cards of the mind. He's throwing cards in your mind. So that was. Josh's deep thoughts. I was imagining, incidentally, that I I would be the fella hiding in the treasure chest. Oh, okay. And I I would I would sort of pass out pass up weapons to other people as needed. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, get more of a support rule. But but the treasure chest is painted to look like a trap inch, oh, and then you look in it, and I'm just like, Mee. 
<laughs> and then occasionally, and occasionally, an unnaturally long, grey, nightmarish arm comes out and just twats someone with a baseball bat. <laughs> we got what is it with the us having long arms now? Well, you know, I'm not gonna lie. The tower formation makes a lot of actions kind of difficult unless your arms are real long. Yeah, it's kind of hard to get close to To be honest, it makes it difficult for people nearer the top to reach most of where the burglary is going to be. Well, they'd have to rely on some kind of grappling hook kind of thing, or like... Like, unless we're stealing planes, the majority of the tower's not going to be doing a lot. Uh, To be honest, stealing planes and towers are probably not a good look to put together anyway, so... No, no, not ideal. No, like... That's some imagery that we might want to avoid in our... Uh, Speaking of crime and wanton violence, what games do we recommend this week? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, cry. I've, I've, played, I've played kind of an important one that I need to bring up. Okay. Oh. I've got one too, so we're, we're all good. We're all Gucci. We're all Gucci. Mm-hmm. Gucci. Yeah, because I've, I've played, I've played that there, uh, 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 Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, haven't Ooh, I? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've heard oh, really good I, things about it. I backed that and I got my physical copy, and I played it with a gun. With a gun. It is a Castlevania game, which is really all anyone wanted from it, I guess. Yeah, like if mm. if you like those, you're gonna like this. If you didn't, this one probably isn't gonna change your mind. It is exactly what was being advertised and I'm like it like it's not that I'm disappointed exactly like I, I mean like I'm not overwhelmed by it but I'm not under like I'm you're whelmed I'm whelmed yeah I'm thoroughly whelmed by this game and I guess where I'm at is like I was kind of hoping that this would make me feel something more than it ended up doing cuz like I've got kind of I've got kind of an axe to grind with the just the the overabundance of like metroidvania as a thing and like the the indie spaces habit of sort of recreating the successes of the past the past wholesale without like making concessions for like adding stuff or updating it like they they want it to be exactly the way it was yeah without thinking about maybe some of the ways in which like design has advanced since then mm. and you know it it's a nostalgia thing and maybe it would annoy me less if i hadn't been born after this period and you know maybe if i had some kind of connection to it i would be able to tolerate it but like yeah I don't, I don't know. Like Metroidvania just started annoying me as a buzz term. So this was really me, because you know, if anyone's gonna get me interested in the genre, I figured it was gonna be the Godfather, more or less of that genre. My, you know, you're talking about. It's difficult and enough no, for me to get my thoughts in order at this point without you joining in. <laughs> God, I was already being incoherent and now I have to deal with this as well. 
Like, where I was like at with it, this was me. This was me being like, I'm hoping to see this concept get evolved in a meaningful way that will sort of, you know, make me feel like that genre like is is worth me keeping an eye on rather than just being a buzz term that everyone's doing and that I could get anywhere and that they they all blend together for me this I was hoping would stand out and it's it's it it's what it's everything he was doing before yeah i guess i i think what makes me maybe a little more optimistic from my perspective on that is that this feels from i guess from a sort of politi- almost political perspective that it's an act of reclamation. This is him saying, you don't get to own my game. This is my game. And this yeah. is me saying, I can do it without you. So maybe now with the success of Bloodstained, he might be doing more interesting things going forward with that license to, to fall back on. That, yeah, that like that, that's kind of the hope. But that, there's some shit in this game that really did not need to be there from any perspective. And I'll get to that later. But at the end of the day, this is what the game had to be for this to work. But, yeah. like, this is what the majority of his fans were asking for. And I guess where I'm at is that I just sort of... I'm a little bit melancholic over the fact that I've clearly thrown quite a lot of money at a game that is specifically for someone else. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. Like, like, to the point where it almost feels like it's, like, not excluding me, but certainly putting up a lot of barriers to me and entering into this genre as a concept. Mm-hmm. There was one thing that I saw about it mm-hmm. that was a bit like, mm. and that's yeah. that. There's, isn't it that you have to get all the Easter eggs to get 100% completion? Well, there there is, similar. yeah. So you have to. <clears throat> how, how do I word this? You can go to what is the like end point of the game without like if you're not exploring and get a premature bad ending you have to do all the exploration and like grinding and like checking all the corners for for like secrets and yeah. what all all of that you know typical metroidvania stuff in all or you will just you, you'll get a premature bad ending no. And the reason this is a problem is so okay so there's a point at which you need to be able to go underwater in order to get the actual ending of the game. Like there's a point where you like you've you've done everything else and the only new thing you have access to is an area where you have to go underwater and clearly you can get the ability to go underwater at some point because you can see there's stuff down there but you you can't swim underwater yet. And the way you get that ability is a shard, which the, these have a chance from dropping of dropping from the enemies, uh, and they they give you like some new combat ability or passive buff or whatever. And it it's kind of the only way they've switched up the combat side of things. And I think I find it a bit kind of. Nah, that it's yes. entirely tied to random drops. Sounds like you have to grind for shit, which is never... You do kind of have to grind for shit, grind for shit and like hope that you get the ones that make your life 
of it. Like, it's up to luck whether you get a combination of abilities that actually works for you, basically, which I don't appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds not... Like, like, one, like once I got the homing lightning attack, my experience with, of the game was significantly better. But, like, it would have been possible for me not to get that. And I don't like that weighing on my mind. But, so the thing is, the ability you need to progress in order to get the true ending is a random shard drop from just a regular-ass grunt enemy that is presented with no fanfare, no pomp and circumstance, no, like... Ah... What's the word? No gravitas. You're barely able to reach them because they're an underwater enemy. There's you like you have access to maybe like three of them, and if there's a possibility that it won't drop, and it's an enemy that you can easily just walk past, and that's the only way to like actually progress in the game, and that seems so fucking like it feels like a a holdover from the days when these games could sell you strategy guides. Yeah, when they were you know like I think that you you couldn't possibly have been like. It would be pure trial and error to work that out, you know. Yeah. And it's and and the worst thing is like you you get that you you know you finally get the shard, you do all of the other stuff, and it's still possible to get the bad ending unless you do another thing that you wouldn't necessarily know that you would even have the ability to do. Which, to the game's credit, it's not as bad. But that is such a low bar that it's barely that, even worth pointing yeah. that out. That is a low like bar. this. The way that this is better than uh, the the shard drop thing is that it is a thing that you could conceivably work out eventually. Yeah. It is still bullshit. It's still a bullshit thing to hide. Like, because it's not even like it's an alternate ending. You get, you outright get a bad ending if you don't do this. This is the game saying, fuck you, you will play this game the way I want you to, or you will get to fuck. So there are only two endings. There's this bad ending, which you can stumble into at any time, and then there's the good ending, which requires you to go to absurd lengths to unlock, and you might not get anyway. Essentially, there's there's like two versions of the bad ending, which I, okay. won't, I won't go into because it's not important. And then there's the there's the real end of the game, which is hidden behind... These two bullshit things, and you also have to like do exploration to find other stuff. But that's not I, so bad because like you're because, doing like, that anyway. Like, I'm fine with them having extra steps to get a true ending, but I hate it when you're locked out of even just getting a satisfying ending. Yeah, like by doing bullshit you don't want to do. I like have I like finishing things is the problem. You've actually yeah, yeah, warded think, me off of getting this game now because that's just going to stress me the fuck out. Yeah, it, it's a shame. Like, it feels like it was made. Like, it's got a lot of holdovers from when these games could sell you strategy guides because now, like, you can just Google it and, like, you know, what was even the point of this deception, mm. Igarashi? And it it just feels like a petty like you're gonna you're gonna play the game this way or you're not gonna have. A good time, like it, it's a specific. It seems like specifically exclusionary. Yeah. You're gonna get Santa undertailed. It does make me feel a little bit less optimistic, knowing that I guess that it will be doing more interesting things going forward. Because if he's not willing to let go of some of the more irritating and 
obnoxious habits of these old game design game designs. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he's just not going to be able to move away from it at all. You know, like like it feels like you could have kept the essence of what these games were without including any of this stuff. Yeah. And like it's it's so clearly like because like apparently they did a similar thing in I think it was Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Yeah, that did. It was, it was like a similar con- it was a similar conceit to Symphony of Night, and you know they've even got Medusa heads and whatnot. Like yeah. this, this is clearly like <laughs> they wanted this to exactly be Castlevania, mm. as close and as I they get, could it, get it. But I like I get why you were doing that. It's literally what you promised us, and you were adamant that people wanted that. You were so adamant that you were prepared to throw a wine glass in an old room, but. Uh, I don't know. If it, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what else I was expecting. But yeah. the the thing that I saw that was like unavoidable if you want to get the true ending was a yeah. screamer. A oh screamer. yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's like a, um, a jump scare, like a jump scare yeah. screamer thing face thing happens. I saw some people really upset about that. Yeah. Um, because you be, had I to do it. Things. You have to do that. What? I've got no idea what you're talking about. What was this? Oh, uh, maybe I can find a clip yeah. of it somewhere. I know, I know that about a big face that just sort of looked significant and did nothing. What's this face happening? I was going to say something earlier, but I've forgotten, and I'm really annoyed about it. My entire Twitter feed now is just um, it's just people drawing dogs, and uh, not dogs. I mean cats. Aww. I bet no. I said the wrong one. Drawing cats, but like bad cats. No. Like the cats, you know? Like those cats. Those cats, right. Like the jellicle cats. Oh, I've remembered something else I wanted to bring up. Oh, okay. Like, speaking speaking of things that feel like holdovers, and this is gonna. F- like, this. I mean, this is a real petty complaint, but like. The lack of combos. And I bring this up because, like, you you get a choice of weapons at the start of the game. You can have you can have a a knife out, a knifey sword time, or you can have nice shoes on for kicking. And I went with kicks because it was slightly different. And so I I start mashing the button to do a fight on it, and I was treated to a flurry of kick. Like, the same kick over and over again at a speed that made it look ridiculous. And I don't think it would bother me if the visuals had been less... I hesitate to use the word realistic, because it's it's not a realistic art style. But you know what? Like, if it was, if it was lower fidelity, I don't think it would have bothered me. But it hit that uncanny valley situation where it's like... Something that looks this good should not have the animations be this janky and weird and sudden and rigid like like it was as it was as fluid as it was rigid and it made me laugh bloodstained it's a bit of a shame yeah well i didn't hate it don't 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 quote me on the screamer thing because i i don't know i've just found it i'll just send it to you online afterwards send it to you after we're done okay okay um do you have one martin you can go uh, yes, I wanted to talk about... Like, I feel like I've only been talking about point-and-click games recently. I've been trying to get oh, into some... Oh, man, into RG, some... same. My one's a point-and-click game. Oh, no, I hope <laughs> it's not the same one. <laughs> um, if it is, that I... at least slows time. 
Yeah, true. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Slow I have been playing tons of point and click games recently, and uh, I've also been trying to diversify a bit. I've been playing, I've been trying to get into some Anna and Therapy games, but I've not played enough of them and completed any of them yet, so I will have to get back to you on that. But I have recently been playing Kathy Rain, Birth of a Detective, which is a very old school kind of throwback point and click detective adventure story, and it's very good, very well put together, very pretty. Um, I have not finished it, but I'm a good way into it, and highly recommend it if you like those sorts of games, especially if you've got any kind of nostalgia for it. But even if you don't, it's still like a really well put together pixel art uh, game with a kind of tight script and some clever kind of inventory object puzzles that I personally really get a lot out of. So it's not the same one. Good, good stuff. Ooh. Also, my one's less of a firm recommendation. Okay. Do you have anything else to say about yours, Martin, or should I just... Keep, no, that's pretty much it. I, it's, it's, I, I like it a lot, and it's very story-driven, so I don't necessarily want to spoil anything, but I may talk about it a little more later, because I think I have some things to say about the, the mm-hmm. genre in general and its revival recently. So, uh, The game that I played recently was called Bulb Boy. Bulb Boy? Bulb Boy. I think, actually, it'd be best that you guys ha- l- were seeing this okay i'm just i'm because a lot of it is tied to aesthetics so i'm copying in like the title image thing for it i bought this because it was like a one pound something maybe even less on a switch sale Ooh. you having a look I'm having a. This is a little Binding of Isaac looking. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, I kind of. I like the art style there. That's really interesting. Yeah, that, that's that's what I went for, and also like, I thought that the concept was that um, you, whenever the the bulb is on, things are less scary, and then they weren't when things got scarier when the bulb dimmed but that wasn't it (sighs) see I enjoyed it well enough it's a point and click adventure game Mm -hmm. you go you like clear a screen by finding the items solving the puzzles and it's fine but I had a lot more hopes for it based on both the aesthetic and the conceptual stuff Hmm. Essentially, there's a thing that crashes into Bulb Boy's house and everything starts to get goofed up. Uh, and, like, things are turning into monsters like food and poops and stuff. <laughs> and, so far, so binding of Isaac. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's, he's, he's just having to go through all these point-and-click zones trying to rescue his grandpa and his dog. And in between each area, you get a weird little uh, flashback thing, which is also a point-and-click thing, where you have to solve puzzles as one of the other characters, like, in the past, and then that ties into the thing that's going to be a monster in the next section. So there was, um... Like, you have one where you're playing as the grandpa in his garden, and then the next monster is... uh, rotten strawberry creature thing um but 
the big issue I had was that it made absolutely no effort to make the stuff that's not meant to be as creepy not creepy. Everything had to have the creepy aesthetic. There wasn't okay, a so single thing that wasn't given that creepy aesthetic. So there's never any contrast between the scary stuff no and the regular contrast. stuff. Right? Bold Boy, when he laughs, he has one of those creepy, distorted child laughs. Um, everything's already weird in the flashbacks. Like, yeah. there isn't anything that's not weird, so there's no contrast when everything starts to go hellish. Um, mm. The other thing about it is that there's there's a few good implementations of the specific like environments and concepts. Like there's things like Bob Boy can take his head off, send that safely somewhere and the body comes running along the ground after it. Right, yeah. And like it can screw into light uh placements on chandeliers and stuff. But that only happens at one point. And it's more like just it's just makes it more difficult to traverse the room. It's not really a puzzle. Hmm. Kind uh, of like an artificial artificial kind of challenge. Yeah. Um and it's the only time they actually try and use the fact that he's a bulb to any significant degree beyond um later on that you have his head rolling underneath the floorboards and that his flying dog is frightened unless there's light in the area so you have to manoeuvre him to be a light underneath certain cracks in the floorboards to light areas up so the dog can progress that was a good one Uh, Mm -hmm. and the only other real like good use of point and click stuff that isn't just um, find item use item on interactive object continue was an area underwater where you have all these little you've gone down the drain you have all these little wormy things that are trying to eat you and they'll chew you up and leave you as a bulb skeleton if they catch you and you have to like lead them around and um, go past these what are essentially, um, you know, the the barnacles from Half Life Two. Yeah, yeah. You have to lead them past yeah, basically yeah. those so that they get munched up, uh, whilst also trying not to get munched up by the thing yourself. And like, so you'll end up having to decide whether to continue with an area or try and uh, lead them there so that the area will be generally safer. Uh, but it's also putting yourself in danger to try and lead them through those areas. Uh, that was mm. that was the only really interesting and tactical like use of puzzling and environment. The yeah. rest of it was just use thing on thing. Incl- the final boss was just going into the same environment over and over again and using thing on thing in different places, basically. Uh and the game the game is like less than an hour long it's not a big game yeah so it's but... just it's it's an interesting visual aesthetic that just doesn't really take advantage of its premise very well it doesn't it doesn't that's the problem like occasionally you see glimmers of really interesting stuff 
but it it's undercut by how much of it is so generic and how it just feels so disappointing that they didn't have any contrast because they really the actual like monster designs and things are actually really really creepy Mm. Uh, but because Bulb Boy and his family and his house are already creepy themselves it it just feels par for the course it all loses its impact yeah and that's that's yeah. the that's the other issue with the flashback things is that they're just another bit that's more disconnected because there's no contrast to the rest of it. The only real difference is the color palette. It may be one of those things I think that I will check out if I can get it fairly cheap and just have a look about it and have yeah, a think. Yeah, it, it only costs me a tiny amount of money on the Switch sale. Yeah. But and that that the reason I bring it up is just because I found it so interesting how many things it did so. Right, mm-hmm. it's almost there. It's, it's almost, almost there. there. There's so many. There's glimmers of really interesting usage of the whole concept and design, like like that bit where you're using your bulb light to keep to let the dog go places, and you're having to avoid obstacles whilst controlling two characters is really good. And the bit where you haven't decided whether to get stuff eaten or play it safe or what uh, that's also really good but it's just not it's not worth the rest of it mm. in the stage that it's in I think if this studio went back and did more and I probably should have double checked what they were called Bulb Boy and Steam just going to the Steam page sorry oh I'm on I'm on uh, Portuguese Steam <laughs> The developer's called Bulbware. Uh, it, so it only costs five ninety nine. On uh, not on sale. There's a free demo. Uh, I think that if they did something else, they could be really special. They just really need to refine it, and it feels like they they tried to pad it because it was already such a short game. They tried to pad it out with just. Uh, artificial inconveniences. So it's, it's definitely one. I think the public, yeah. the developer, is at least worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying, and that, that's that's my one for this yeah. time. I had a lot to say about a game that I spent so little time on. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been there. I've remembered though. I've remembered something. Just just to sort of close oh. out this section of the podcast as we, as we sort of get to the end of things. I've remembered what I the other thing I wanted to say about Bloodstained. The only thing anyone was really the only one, the only thing anyone really cares about, with regards to Bloodstains, and I, I apologise, I've let you down by forgetting this, but uh, it is my sad duty to report. I did not see an option to mine Bitcoin. Oh man! Oh no! Oh no! Don't know what happened to that. I'm get, I'm guessing it. I'm guessing it just sort of petered out after everyone was like, "What the what? fuck? <laughs> why, why are you doing? Why would you do? Who asked for that?" But. I don't know what happened with that. Maybe it was in one of the updates that, you know, foolish me, I didn't read at the time because I was just... I, I, I'm, I'm gay and tired. Talk... I don't have to judge, yeah. justify myself to any of you. If we're quickly going back to Bloodstain, then I will say I've seen the screamer now. It is definitely a screamer. 
Yeah, it surprised. Yeah. I posted it, it in the. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't it's... like it. I didn't like it, and I knew what was coming. Yeah, I, so... I, I, I never encountered that. I was, I was actually wondering where the fuck Monster Forty Four was. Uh, so I I will say you don't have to you don't have to experience that evidently to get the real ending, but if you're a completionist, so you're, like yeah. I'd, I'd only heard people bring it up on when they're doing completionist runs trying to get 100. percent So yeah. when you said that when you were talking about it, it kind of made me think. Well, do you need 100 percent to get the true ending? Apparently that's not no. the case. So that does put me off no. a little less. So, I have so to there say. is that. Yeah, I rarely. I'm very interested in 100%ing games, if only because I know I can't do it. So, <laughs> well, because I did uh, 100% Sekiro, which I've been playing, and I, I loved the crap I out of that game. But like the back to it. the distinction is that game makes me feel like like I don't have to go through and get all the secret stuff in order to get a satisfying conclusion from that. In Bloodstained, well, I literally several... do, or it will give me a fake ending. Well, see, Sekiro yeah. does have what I guess you would consider a bad ending. It does have that, that you can stumble into, but it involves you very obviously making the wrong choice. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is a... Well, and, all, and also the other ending is, like, technically a bad ending. But it's, it's a good ending. It's not, yeah, it's a good ending. <laughs> the other three endings are extremely well written. They're very good. Yeah, um, they're just not good endings since it's not the best ending, but it is a pretty fucking good ending still. Yeah, but like, but like as you say, to, to get the bad bad ending, like you have to actively be trying. I'm not so getting like... on my darkest dungeon. I'm not feeling it. Oh really? Not feeling I'm it. Trying, it's just it, it just... lost me a little bit. I have to admit as well. Like, it wasn't. I got me right up, to really. the end. I'm. I think I'm actually on the last mission, and then I got the DLC and got distracted with that, and sort of I've I never finished it, it yet, but. It I just, it just, it feels a bit too. It's it's kind of a slog. I'm not having much fun with it. The yeah. only fun I was getting out of it was uh, naming the characters stupid things, which That's I appreciate. By the way, I saw that. <laughs> uh, should we wrap this up then? Yeah, I just, yeah. I just wanted to like shove that one in there at the end. <laughs> uh, so, where can we find you, lovely people? Uh, I think I usually do these first, so I shall do them again. I don't fucking matter to me which order you do them. I'm, I'm, I'm learning, them, you but um, you can find me on Twitter at No Crows Here. You can find me on YouTube. Look for the Abominable Showman on YouTube. On YouTube, which has recently on your chair on my chair, which has recently <laughs> seen the return of a very dear friend of mine. Uh, after I came across a game uh, with a just just the best store page description, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm very pleased to be bringing you the return to art with Jonathan Art, which uh, uh, God I missed that. Which oh boy, it's it, it's a we found a real good one. So uh, yeah, check check that out if you would be so kind. Mm-hmm. Marty. Uh, yeah, you'll find me the usual places on Twitter. Uh, I believe my current Twitter handle is Flavor Blasted Girlfriend. Um, at Fry Freiburger. That's F R I E F R I E B U R G E R. Uh, that's where I do most of my stuff. 
Someday um, we'll find out what it's about. Someday. someday. I feel like I keep teasing it out. I'm currently working on the wiki for this podcast. It's a slow going because I've been real busy with the move lately, but I am working on it. And it will be up, hopefully, fairly soon. Um, and we'll have something it will be building on over time. Uh, so that's my big project at the moment. Uh, you'll also find me in my usual haunts on Facebook, which some of you may already know and some of you may not. So, yeah. yeah that's me. That's my everything. That's all the things I do online. <laughs> Elodie, where is your oh, thing? You'll also find me retweeting everything that these two do that's more interesting. <laughs> that's true. I am Elodie Cunningham. I am on Twitter at KemiWordTheMY Word. Uh, you can also listen to other podcasts. The the other big podcast I do is Of Horse, Bojack Horseman, Bangcast with Conrad Zimmerman and Jake Spencer. We're currently can't release the episodes that we've actually recorded because Jake's computer that had it all on has fucking died. Ooh, I saw yikes. that yeah. posted about that on Facebook. It yeah. really sounds really awful, yeah. Yeah, it's not good, but like, hopefully we can restore all that. But for the, in the meantime, there's plenty of episodes that are out already and they're good. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash Cunningham. Um and Astrid now works for Up Paper Shotgun. Yes, I yeah. said it's so good. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, Astrid's man. going up in the world. Yeah, and here's me still, still <laughs> playing with some nails that I cut off my fingers while we were talking. While I was having a bit of a dry patch of conversation because I wanted to cut my nails. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> uh. oh, do you have some rounding out advice for us, Josh? Yes, would you care for a procedure? Would you care for a procedurally generated closing statement? Yes, 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 yes. <clears throat> do it, do it, do it. I don't have to go out, and the game with the game is a very good at the end of the best thing to be a little too much of it is not an option for me. To the gym, and I love you so much for the next two years of my life. <laughs> Profound. Uh, that about sums it all up, you know? Yeah, it sounds yeah. very right to me. Bye, everyone. Bye. It's super late, and yeah. everything outside is really noisy. Yeah. <sighs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>